Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We ain't Cheese yeah. on the podcast. What's up, Will and Will? Will and R.T. is here live on that Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Trying to bring my man R.C. in real quick. Uh, not sure what number he's calling in from. Let me make sure I got him. Give us one second. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but I think. Let's try here. R.C., that's you, brother? No, that's me. Nope. There we go. We got him. Okay, okay. All right, man. RC, hey, you know, it's the, <laughs> the, the technical difficulties, but it's all good, man. We are here. We live. You already know what it is when you hear that sound with a G's on the podcast. It's the Outsiders of Boxing podcast coming to you from the Willa and Wilt show. And, man, big, big fight coming up this week. Some call the fight of the summer. Now, there's no titles on the line. But we got two dudes going in here looking to have a war-ready type blood and guts fight. And anybody who knows me knows when it comes down to A.B., we turn up the R.C. notch a little bit. You know, A.B., about boxing this time, left the about billions persona home for this camp where he's been training in Colorado Springs consistently for a 12-week camp, which is – Hard to say Adrian Bronner is able to do with the last few performances that he's had, not necessarily lackluster, but when it came to discipline, when it came to the hard work, he wasn't really into it, as so to speak, uh, with the reason of being lackluster fights, saying that this fight is the reason for him to get up and actually make weight, need a note, remind you. If he doesn't make weight, they're taking off half a million from his paycheck. Talking about a man who's got seven kids and I think four babies, mamas, maybe five, can't afford to give a dollar to nobody. We got a big, big action fight coming up, and I hope to have a special guest caller in this, uh, for this episode to bring back some love for the OTG people that are still following, the, still rocking with the tag team champions of the podcast world. But if I'm speaking of my tag team champions, I got to talk about my partner, and I got to get his thoughts on this one. So let's check in with my man D. Willow Wilson from God's Country in Houston, Texas, Talk to me, Willa. What's going on, man? I'm hyped for this week. Oh, man. What's up, RC? Man, yeah, big fight coming up, man. Our guy, Adrian Broner, versus my guy, uh, Mikey Garcia. You know, this is the one that's going to be 
it's going to be, I think, one for the ages. This is going to prove to us if if Broner is the if Broner can get his second chance, or if uh, Mikey Garcia is the real deal. Um, you know, I've called Mikey Garcia the prodigal son, and that he probably will dominate boxing um, when in his prime. I think he's uh, I think he's like 29 now, or tw- maybe 30 years old. I think he's close to 30 years old now. So his prime is ticking right now. And, uh, you know, I always thought he was going to have, you know, we heard about like eras, Joshua the era now and all that. I thought Mikey Garcia was going to have his own era. But, you know, that was at 130, 135, you know, 140 a little later on in his uh, career. You know, he's jumping up to 140. And, uh, and, and he's fighting Adrian Broner, who's known to just beat up little guys. You know, to that's I think at uh at one forty, uh, Adrian Broner is undefeated, um, and that may be because you see a a a well trained, a well uh, a, a fit Adrian Broner when he's fighting at one forty. So maybe this is what we see. You know, I being a, a Broner fan, I've been giving up on him a few times. I've brought him back a few times, but being a Broner fan, I want to see him win, and I want to. And I am a Mikey Garcia fan, though, don't get me wrong, but Mikey Garcia has a reason that he's going to lose this if he does lose, and that's because Adrian Broner is too big. But Mikey Garcia has all the goods. He has all the goods. He's got bite, uh, he, he can punch with both hands. He's, he can box. You know, he, he's got the goods, man. So this is going to be a good fight. I, don't, um, I might make my pick a little later as I think about it, um, as we talk about it, but uh, – you know, as right, of now, right. I'm at a stalemate, man. I'm at a stalemate right now, but I'll think about it. And, uh, um, yeah, as we go on. Now, now, I hear you, man. It's it's one of those fights where, you know, uh, I, you could see you can see it going both ways. You know, um, if Mikey Garcia was uh, acclimated to the same weight as Adrian Broner was, you would definitely – I mean, he's already a huge odds favorite. I mean, if you look at the Vegas odds, Five to one, you know Conor McGregor has a better chance at beating Floyd Mayweather than Adrian Broner has at beating Mikey Garcia. Um, you know, I I never really agree with certain odds like that because that's just foolery right there. Um, but the reason being behind that is that Broner hasn't shown the hard work and dedication that Big Bro has made a stable of his career by. And, um, you know, with the performance like he had against Adrian Granados, even though he said he injured his hand in that second round, uh, it's, it's, uh, we don't really know because, you know, he said he broke his hand, but I didn't see no cast. Um, but maybe it was just a hairline fracture or something like that. Uh, but who knows? Um, and, and, and going back to some of his, his other performances where you see a fight with uh, Abib, uh, Alec Verdia, where Adrian Broner looked amazing in the, t- in the 12th round when people say that he can't go the distance. That's why he had a 10-round fight with Granados. But Showtime was uh, promoting a little bit of Adrian Broner's hype train the other day with the performance that he had against Alec Verdiev in the 12th round. And, I mean, Adrian Broner, when he lets his hands go, you know, that's where you people say, now, this guy is special. Now, I will, ahead, I, will say this about, I will say this about Broner. I don't know if he's lost too many 11th and 12th rounds. You know, he didn't lost some fights, but even in those fights, I think he was winning those 11 and 12. That's what makes it just so weird. That's just what what just boggles my right. mind about this guy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what boggles it's my true. mind. About a this lot of people thing, think you know. that he, he, he can't go those rounds, but Boner in championship rounds is 
he showed a lot of heart even against the Maidana fight. You know, he got dropped in that 10th, I believe. If not, it was the 9th. But, you know, the, 10, the 11 and 12, man, Adrian Broner's there, and he's game. Um, you know, he's got a lot of dogs in him, Willis. Uh, Adrian Broner, obviously, we know the, the background he comes from. You know, he, he spoke on it, you know, numerous occasions. And, um, you know, after the Thea Fain fight, talking about, you know, coming up from nothing, you know, talking about watering cornflakes, you get a picture um, when you're from that type of area that uh, the upbringing that Adrian Broner has. And he has a lot of dog in him. So when it comes down to some of these blood and guts, toe-to-toe, phone booth fights, Adrian Broner is one of those guys who's going to stay in there based off his pride alone, and he's not going to run from nobody. I mean, you know, that's why a lot of people that hate Adrian Broner for the same reasons they hated Floyd Mayweather actually like Adrian Broner a little bit more because Adrian Broner is there for a fight. He's not going to be there for one second and be out. You know, he's, he's, he's there, and if it's, a, if it's a toe-to-toe war, what we've seen what Broner does, the only time he really used his footwork and, and uh, somewhat emulated Big Bro was against John Molina Jr. when he just, you know, smoked him for 12 rounds, completely cleaned him out, washed him out. So he has the possibility of fighting uh, when it comes to technique. Um, you know, he's able to smoke guys if he wants to. But depending on the opposition, I know John Molina was coming from, uh, you know, people want to say whatever they want to say about him, but the guy was coming off a fight of the year candidate with, uh, or actually the fight of the year with Lucas Matisse the year previous. So, um, you know, this fight right here, Mikey Garcia definitely is a dangerous, dangerous little man. Um, But we already know how this is going to play out. What I want to know is how much is Mikey Garcia going to weigh come fight night? Because, sure, he's already moving up in weight. What's he want to put on? Maybe another 7, 10 pounds of rehydration? We already know Adrian Broner's probably going to come in at about 160-plus. So this is going to be a crazy a crazy fight, man. I'm really, really hyped for it. And I, I know we got some of the uh, boys on the line over here that are – I know Janelle has had some uh, – a little little wager with the guy I was hoping to bring on the show over here uh, for this one especially. It's a guy who's been – speaking on the, the the Adrian Broner with no skills type of talk coming from the Pacific Northwest. But we'll see how that turns out, my man. So, uh, like you said, um, this is one of those fights where can't make my prediction off top right now. Been thinking about it for a long time. And uh, maybe I just want to get some of the other guys' opinions on here, see what they got to say, and let's see if we could somewhat echo the sentiments of some of our correspondents from the old, good old days. Um, do we got any callers on the line here, Willa? Yeah, yeah, we got our man Janelle. He's on the line right now. Well, then let's check him out. Let's see how he's feeling about this fight. I, I got to hear what the, the ambassador of the cell block's got to say. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Janelle, what's going on, my man? Welcome to the, the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast, man, the new the new ship. How you doing this morning, man? Or this afternoon, I'm sorry. I'm excited to be back. Let the whole nation hear in my boxing wisdom, you know, educate y'all. In the, as well, you know. Yeah. Um, well, as far as the Garcia Broner fight, um, I like Broner in this fight. I don't think Broner's gonna get credit because they everybody gonna say it again. Oh, he beat up on a little guy, a guy moved up in weight. Um, I know, I know everybody talking about Garcia this and Garcia that, but then Garcia just dropped the light away. She was dropped a few times, and and don't think Garcia's got that molding style on what Madonna and Porter have because that's the style gonna beat Broner. A guy who's stronger than he is, and a guy who has that mold of going to outwork him. I mean, that's how Broner's kryptonite. And Mike Garcia doesn't have that. 
I like Broder to stop him on body shots. Actually, about the tenth, eleventh round, I like Broder on body shots. Ooh. I, re- I, re- I really do. I, um, I'm not, I'm not down Garcia's skills. Oh, God does have skills, but I just, I just feel like Broder's on a mission right now. He has uh, 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 the guys on a mission, and uh, and he's gonna realize that jumping up the weight so fast is a problem. Just like a Broder felt about um. A jump up two way classes to fight Madonna. I wasn't a Madonna. It was a big problem. And I mean, and uh, and he's stuff the same fate. And I see the same fate happening from Garcia. I mean, you don't just jump up and wait that fast. You gotta let your body move just in a way because it's just it's just gonna be a problem for him. But again, Bruno will get no credit for this fight. He's not get any credit. I can say, oh, well, oh, we give him a little guy, or whatever. So in reality, I don't even like this fight to be made. It was like the Porter Bruno fight. I, mean, I didn't see any reason in it. At 144, it's like even if Porter wins, although he did win, but like um, it didn't put him in contention for a rematch with Kell Brook, or said that he's uh, worthy of fighting uh any uh, top weight because he beat up a little guy, and if and if Broner would have won, it would have been that excuse. Oh well, the guy dropped the weight or whatever. He dropped the 144, so he was weight drained. So I ain't see any point. The same thing this fight. I don't see any point because Garcia's not staying at 140. Uh, win or lose, he's not gonna stay at 140. You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I hear talks about him fighting Lomachenko and stuff, and also, and also, Garcia seems like he's overlooking Broner also because he's already talking about Lomachenko. He's talking about other fights after Broner, so it's like he's looking past Broner for some reason. And uh, I think he's going to slap him, you know, cold off of reality. I like Broner to really, uh, really punish him to the body. I really, I, I, I really do see it. An underrated body is puncher it? is Adrian Broner. Very underrated. Very underrated. I'm very underrated. Is this the first time that we've heard uh, Janelle go for the African American uh, boxer? Oh, Oh, this might be something new. This is the first time I've ever heard this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, this is the first time ever. I'm getting worried to be Kovalev in a rematch. I said Kovalev. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I said Kovalev will come out storming. He will look very immature. And that word will expose a lot of his own weaknesses because, okay, in the first word Copeland fight, I thought Copeland had won. But in the second half of the fight, I think Word had him figure out. And that was going to translate into the rematch. And that's exactly what happened because Word picked up where he left off. He just saw, he saw Copeland's weaknesses already. And he knew exactly what to do and what not to do. And this is why he didn't get dropped in the rematch. And he used more head movement. And of course, um, he didn't have his knee injury the way he had in his first fight. So it was like, I was thinking, like, like oh, he really figured Copeland out. By the second half of that first fight, and that's exactly what happened in the rematch, and that's why you. No, I feel you, and I, I feel you, and I do, and I do agree with you. I, what you're saying about this body work about Broner, maybe that maybe they're overlooking Broner. I agree with everything you said, pretty much on that. But of what I would say is, of course, you. But, but what I would say is, <laughs> Broner, <laughs> is Broner is uh, if he wins this fight, this is a big win. This is a big win for either guys. I don't think this is a Porter. I, I know, but I guys, like Simon, guys like Simon, um, guys like Simon, oh, well, he picked up a small guy who still up in weight. That's the only reason why. Place a bet with me, <laughs> even though he better than me or whatever. But trust me, there's going to be excuses out there. I'm, I'm telling you, it is. No, there's going to be excuses, yeah, I mean, but I'm not going to want to hear it because this is Broner's weight. Broner is best at 40, 140. That's where he dominates. This is where he can be. So if he can get here for a long time, this is his weight. And if he beats a Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia is, is probably is one of the best boxers in, in from 140 down. 
maybe the best besides uh, Loma Chico and Rigondeau, no, right? No, so he's oh, a, I think oh, he's, oh, okay, I, okay. I was about to say, I was about, yeah, to, say, I was about a, to say, no way. I, I think he's up there with those <laughs> no guys. Way, he's he's not better than Loma Chico or, or, the, or, uh, Loma, or, or Loma Boxer. Uh, yeah, he's not a better boxer, but he also – yeah, Guillermo is. He's the best, but uh, but Mike no, no, Garcia no. is also dropping I boys with both hands. Yeah, oh, I don't count. He's a skilled so bum. So He's a skilled bum. Yeah. Who? Who is Gary Russell? Gary Russell Jr. I think I don't I don't really count him. He, he, Man, he's like he's a black poly He's a better boxer than, than, than Garcia, if you ask me. He has he better all-round be. skills, if you ask me. He he might be, but he has no power at all, at all. So he sort of he he has quick hands and he looks good. Gary Russell looks the part, but he's not touching the part. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have any power. But I think Mikey Garcia is the real deal. So if Broner beats him, it proves that he can go to 140. Especially if he makes it to 140, I think that would be a win. And if he if he beats him at 140, I think that would be at least a resurrection of Broner's career. Mikey Garcia, if he loses, he just got beat by the bigger guy. He can go back down and fight. If he wins, and that's he beats I mean. the bigger guy. And that's what he I mean. beat the bigger name. Yeah, that, I and mean, that's, yeah, that's guys, not an excuse, though. That's not an excuse oh, to me. Like he took Simon, a fight. Oh, but a guy like Simon will give an excuse. He'd be like, oh, wow, he was a small guy. Hey, Simon blew that bro lost five times already. That's Simon. Simon, <laughs> Simon yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's all Simon right there. Simon told me that he I mean, said, Simon said that he ha- he already knows what mine, Willa, and Janelle's excuses are going to be after Saturday. He said that it's either going to be one, Broner overtrained, or two Mikey Garcia's on steroids, and he said he's gonna be on what? next week for sure to get. He, he wants a, a public apology from <laughs> all of us, from hey, all three hey, of us. Hey, Simon's the one who always makes steroids. Hey, hey, Simon's the one who always makes steroids. Why are we talking about Simon so much? This nigga ain't he ain't on the he ain't on the show, man. Until he's on the he's show, we shouldn't be mentioning him as names. <laughs> some respect, he needs to respect the show. We don't want to hear this on the side, though. He needs to come on the show. <laughs> hey, been, Are we not talking he's about He's been blowing me up, man. This he's been blowing McC- me up hey, about this fight. Seattle, Seattle slime. Until he goes on the show, until he comes <laughs> on the show, he's Seattle slime. We don't care what he's slime saying. Slime and Simon. Slime and Simon. Slime and Simon. I haven't made my well, pick. I don't know how he knows that I'm going to pick Broner. I might not pick Broner. I haven't made my pick yet. This is a tough one, you know. This is a real like tough Broner, one because I think Mikey Garcia. I, seen Garcia I think Mikey Garcia is the real deal. Guys. I seen Garcia. Yeah, you seen him get dropped, dropped not worked. I mean, yeah, you seen him get dropped, but not worked. You know what I'm saying? He's got little motherfuckers. Oh, with Bruno's hand speed, with hand speed, and with his body punch, I just feel like it, it's gonna cause some problems with Garcia. And down the street, but Broner can I, be I really hit. Come out. I, I know. Broner, but Broner takes a lot of punishment and he and he gets hit and his head is in the air. So he's a smart, you know. I think Garcia is a smart boxer and he might he might be able to take advantage of that. Broner said to get hit a lot, and Mikey Garcia is dropping hay. So we it's just gonna be we just gonna see, you know. I you know I haven't made my pick yet. I'm leaning, I'm probably leaning toward Garcia, but my heart wants wants Broner to win. That's probably or one of the African Americans or one of the African Americans. Why are you going against African American? Oh, he got you all there. Oh, <laughs> hey, got him. Because he let us down. I never you said. You can't pick the African American up. Are you racist? Let us down. Are you racist for your own kind? Because I said with my heart. I still hate my brother. Hey, 
I know it is. <laughs> I, I hate myself for almost picking Garcia, though. But hey, I haven't picked. I haven't made my pick yet, though. You right? My pride might make me go with Broner, but really, low key, I think Mikey Garcia is the real deal. He's good, man. There's no question about it. He's, he's a problem. But you know, Broner, we already know Broner's going to come in this fight, and you know, Broner's got his back against the wall. And a man with everything to lose with his back against the wall is a dangerous man, and especially when you're fighting somebody smaller than you. This might be a wake-up call for Mikey Garcia because he could lose this fight, like you mentioned earlier, and move forward without facing any problems and getting some good paydays or good fights. Broner's the guy, if he loses this fight, you know, he's going to face the the bad end of the stick when it comes down to it, the short end of the stick. You know, um, Adrian's got all the time it's not in the, the world short end. busting his it's ass. Not the, hold on, R.C., it's not the short end. Adrian Broner has done this to himself. You know, Adrian Broner has done it. this to himself. I don't, I don't think it's the short end of the stick. This is the stick that he gave himself, you know. So this, it is what it is This is definitely with true, you know. He's, he's definitely put himself in this situation, you know, with the flamboyant lifestyle and, you know, um, uh, I think it was the Maidana fight. You know, I think he was like at a club Friday night or Thursday night with Meek Mill and them before, you know, he had a fight Saturday with Marcos Maidana. And, you know, he got a reality check because of his efforts. And, you know, he did put himself in this situation. You know, he's been a guy who's had the potential, especially with his his microphone skills and the way he villainized himself to the, to be somebody who people want to see get their ass whipped like Mayweather's effect. And he just, you know... He he hasn't put it together fully yet, and you know you're talking about a guy. They got who, it. Uh, you know, yeah, the you know the 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 recipes out there for Adrian Broner. It's all who, who it's all about who could cook it up in the kitchen. You got to smother Adrian Broner. You got to try and back him up against the ropes. Try and make him fight off his back foot. But you know, um, it, it's all it all depends on who can do that because we've seen Granados try it. But you know you can only you could throw so many punches. But if you ain't hitting nothing but you know the guard, you ain't gonna get no points for that, my man. He he did a good job. Tough customer, Chicago kid. Shout out, he did good. But he didn't do enough to win that fight. No way in hell he did. He, he tried the recipe that Marcos Maidana cooked up, but you know only so many. There's only one Marcos Maidana. We're talking about a guy. If you recall how many punches he threw in the first fight with Floyd Mayweather, we're looking at. And I not mean, to if mention. Not to mention, um, Madonna took some hard shots in that fight, which he admitted to being hurt twice. That I he, admitted to being, he admitted to being not a reason of why he kind of cut his career short. He said that he still had a little bit of damage from the Broner fight. That was an eyebrow raiser to me when, uh, I forget the man's name, the Showtime man who was interviewing him, but they had mentioned that uh, to Adrian Broner, and the look on his face was, probably as shocked as anybody else was from the comments of Marcos Maidana saying that part of the reason he retired so early was from the significant damage he received in the Adrian Broner fight. And he already admitted that Adrian Broner hits a lot harder than Floyd Mayweather. So, um, you know, it's, it's different strokes for different folks. However, anybody wants to see this because Adrian Broner is a polarizing figure where somebody like the boxing community is based on race. We already know this. This is how money, this is how we make money in boxing. And a lot of people just cannot wait to see Adrian Broder take an L, do the stanky leg like he did against Maidana, his first knockdown of his career. And it's up to him, man. The the, the, the setting is – the stage is set. It's up to Adrian Broner. To, if he comes out on top of this fight, where do you see Adrian Broner going forward? Because it looks like if he's going to come out on top right here, you got to 
you got to believe that Adrian Broner was going to stay in the, the shape that he's in. I think he, belayed, he weighed in about 144 uh, two days ago. Um, said he could make weight the next day if he felt like it. And I, we, we all talked about this, me, you, uh, Janelle, and Willa. We talked about this, about Adrian Broner making 140 again. Willa, you didn't think it was possible, but Adrian Broner was staying about 155, 156, 158. Yep. Two months after his last fight with Granado. Yep. So he was staying in shape to to make 140 a possibility. And right now it's looking like 140 is going to be an easy make for Broner come this Friday. Yeah. And I was telling that too because a guy like Simon was saying, oh, no, Broner's too big. He got to be at 147. And I'm like, yo, look at his frame. He's Lyman. not a welterweight. Lyman. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yo, if he dedicates himself to like, oh, like guys like Bernard Hopkins and Floyd Mayweather and, and Triple G, he can make 135 again, honestly. And right now, he's making 140 of us easily, only because he's dedicated right now. He's dedicated to the sport right now. And hopefully it continues, because in your 30s, it's hard to get out of shape and get back in shape. In your 20s, you can get, you can get away with it. But now he, um, he's approaching um, like 30 years old or whatever. It's going to be difficult. And But but that's why you got to stay in shape. You got to stay in shape all year round. That's the way you have longevity in this sport, and hopefully he doesn't uh, lose that edge and don't blow like his pops does. I mean, because I'm, I'm at times, I see him literally looking like his pops at times in between fights. He was literally like his pops. I was like, damn, this guy got a gut. <laughs> and I was telling Simon, I'm like, yo, this guy is not a welterweight. If he dedicates himself, he can make 135 easily. And at 135, he was a problem at 135 and 130. He was definitely a problem in the sport. Big problem. I mean, yeah, I mean, but hey, man, I'm just hoping he uh, 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 stays focused because, again, I mean, he's not bad for boxing, honestly. Every fight he has outside of the Sean Porter fight, it, 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 that's very exciting. It's always must-see TV. And Raiden shoots the roof whenever he fights also. So it's like, I'm saying, hopefully he gets his head on straight because, I don't know, boxing, I mean, in a way, I'm not needing him as far as, like, badly needs him, but, like, boxing is, I mean, I mean he's good for boxing, I should say, you know? Well, Janelle, you said that uh, you were right. I, uh, RC was right. I believe I did say he couldn't do it. But I always had that caveat that I didn't believe he could. He could, but I didn't think that he was going to. I think that's what I, uh, that's probably what I said. I'm not 100% sure. But I thought I, I believed it was over. But he might prove me wrong. He still hasn't made the weight yet. You know, I think he, you said he was 144. I think I believe I read 144 oh, no, a couple of days it. ago. Oh, no, he made it. I seen him on. Okay, on, I don't know. He's basically at six days out. I thought or nine days there. out, he was at one. He was there one forty-four. So that's cool. So if he if he makes it, then hey, like I always said, I, I like I have said, I am a fan of Broner, even though he does stuff that I don't like. I always bring him back because he is good for the sport. I like him. I, I want to see him win. And if he does win at one forty, and he and he does it, that's going to be good. Maybe can he beat Victor Postal up? Uh, probably can, but can he beat Indago? Who knows? But the guy at 140 who's about to have all the belts is Bud Crawford. So is you know, so it really ain't nothing shaking at 140 unless uh, unless uh, Bud Crawford goes up to welterweight. So until then, I don't see him beating Crawford. Uh, him and Crawford are the same size. Crawford I favor is, Crawford. Is, I favor Crawford in that fight. But on the same note, I mean, I see it very. I've been very competitive fight because Broner's gonna bring the dog in him. I mean, but I do favor Crawford in that fight, but I'm just saying it wouldn't be the biggest upset in the history of the sport. But on the same note, I still pick Crawford, but I mean, it will be a worse C fight. Trust me. 
it would be worth watching this fight. And I'll even go to the fight, honestly, because I don't think it's going to be a letdown. It will be a very exciting fight. And I can see Brunner literally uh, giving his all. As long as he gives his all, it, it, it will be definitely worth watching TV, you know? No, definitely. That, yeah, would, that be would be a big fight, fight, man. I mean, that would be a big fight. But that would be a, a, a big fight for, be for undis- undisputed. Yeah, that's for the undisputed chip. But, you know, Crawford, nobody really st- – people still don't even know Bud Crawford. So, you know, I don't – He's it, quiet, It's going to be a good He's fight. He's a quiet character. It's going to be a great key, fight. Man. But as far as the hype and as far as it being pay-per-view, I don't know. I don't know if it's pay-per-view. No, 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 no. It won't be pay-per-view. Let me, let me ask you and a that question. Would, it would be wrong to question. Do you think Mikey Garcia stays at 140 after this fight with Broner win or loss? No, because no, I've seen no. something that him possibly going up to 147, possibly. I've seen a report this morning from boxing. And that's what I mean. He's looking past Broner. He's looking past Broner way too much. Man, he's talking about a Lomachenko fight, Lomachenko. He's talking about Vision, talking right, about that guy right. fight. I mean, he's going to slap the reality. He's gonna slap is the he, is he reality. looking ahead too far, Janelle? Is he looking ahead too far? Oh, oh definitely, definitely. Definitely. He's, in, he's been saying a lot of shit. Who's that? Huh? I said, we see who he's not calling out around that area, and that's the guy that's going to be oh, undisputed. Crawford. Oh, Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he don't want none of those problems. Crawford's got everything nah. except checked off, man. He's got a, he's got him checked off, and I'm with Janelle on this one. You oh, know, I'm a big Crawford, Adrian Broner fan, but Crawford, oh, I, I favor Crawford, definitely. I'm only going to see Crawford losing right now is if he go to 147 and fight the top guns there, like, like a Thurman and Spence. I mean, I would have picked Brooke, but Brooke is damn as good. Yeah, he's damn as good. So, you know what I mean? I feel a crossover yeah. with Brooke. Yeah, I mean, but those hey, guys, for fun. I see beating Crawford. <laughs> hey, real quick for fun, just since you said that Brooke is damaged goods, Amir Khan came out the other day this week saying that it'd be a bad idea for Kel Brook to fight him because he's bad for his health right now, and he wants to see him live a healthy life after boxing. <laughs> Just for fun, get old Amir Khan right there for you. Amir Khan, that's another guy who's great for boxing, man. If only he didn't have a glass chin. Yeah, if you gave Amir Khan Danny Garcia's chin, he'd be whooping a lot of dudes' ass right now to this day. He might still have his O. Who knows? But He'd probably be the you know, GOAT. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> it might be, man. But you know what, man? With this fight right here, man, it's got so many implications leading up forward because, like we said, like Willa mentioned, the 140-pound division is, is open. Um, it's a hard work weight class for Adrian Bronner to make based on weight alone. But if he decides to stay there, I believe he's 26-0, and 27-0 at 140 and under, 3-2 uh, and two at 147. Uh, but... You know, if he decides to stay at 140, which is probably the best for business option, and it doesn't look like Bud Crawford's going to be moving up anytime soon. Looks like he's pretty chill where he's at right now. Obviously, he will move up, but it's not in his next fight moving up, or I, I don't believe it's after his fight coming up that he'll move up afterwards. Um, you know, the, the the smoke has already been brought up by Bob Arum talking about Jeff Horn being the guy who could give uh, Crawford some problems. Shout out to Willard because you made that prediction talking about the in-house money that top rank's going to make with this one, um, with the Pacquiao no, player. About, no, no. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't call it what it is. The boxing Illuminati blood sacrifice. The boxing lot. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what the Illuminati. Willard, my man D. Willard, you, you got that. You want to sacrifice for, for Crawford. Yeah. 
He was sacrificed for Crawford. So this Crawford sees Broner has a chance. But until then, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Well, you're still gonna have your, you're still gonna have some guys at 140 that could probably give Broner some trouble. Not necessarily trouble, but give him some good work um, as far as getting some good rounds. And a guy like Lucas Matisse, who just uh, demolished uh, 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 who, who was it? My man from um, uh, Taylor Emmanuel Taylor. I'm sorry, Emmanuel Taylor. He just uh, demolished him on the undercard of Canelo Chavez. And I mean, uh, you know, after coming off that loss to Postal years years back, where he had the eye injury, which I was in attendance for, probably the the, the one of the ten percent going for going for Postal, and to see him lose the way he did by quitting, I thought his career was over. So when he came out and and beat the shit out of uh, my man Emmanuel Taylor, um, you know, uh, it, it was a good performance, and it looked like he could still be a problem at that division for certain guys. Uh, so there's still some work to be done at 140 for Adrian Broner. There's money to be made. He's uh, past the half point of his career. Uh, he's probably in the third quarter, so to speak, of his boxing career right now, uh, early third quarter. You know, with Broner still a young guy, um, a, a vet, a young veteran in this game. He's had some, some dog fights. And, you know, Broner was brought up real – he was brought up protected very well, but as soon as he got to championship level, he faced some tough competition, man. The whole fucking him being protected, like say uh, uh, Deontay Wilder or somewhat, when having the strap, that was never a situation for Adrian Broner. He went straight into a tough fight with Maidana, had a fight with Porter, and you know those things happened the way they did. But Adrian Broner definitely is a guy who's battle tested. Is Mikey Garcia as battle tested as Adrian Broner is? Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. That remains to be seen, and I, I'm with Janelle on that one. I don't think he's battle-tested as, at all as Adrian Broner is. And, and, you know, he's been fighting with little guys and getting dropped by little guys. And I think Adrian Broner's, you know, his body work gets gets very underrated, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, it was one of the, the finishing shots to Alec Verdiev with Adrian Broner, uh, you know, opening up when he becomes the can man, so to speak, opening up is a problem, man. Adrian Broner, when he lets his hands go, He's oh, not yeah. the most precise, I but, said, hey, he I said all the time. I said all the time, when bro lets his hands go, it's one of the best sights in boxing when he throws combinations. I, 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 I mean, when he's fighting on a foreign territory, if guys don't like him in the whole crowd, but, yeah, when he lets his hands go, everybody in the crowd is just going crazy. I mean, he has some serious combinations when he does let him go. Again, he fights in spurts because like, he loads up. I guess because he loads up too many times. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, like, I mean, he just doesn't fight hard for 12 rounds. But when he does his hands go, it's a beautiful sight in boxing. This is true. You see the you see the speed and the power combination, which is always, you know, yeah. it's always a damn good combination in boxing when you got speed and power. And Broner, he's always built like a tank when it comes to fight night because he puts on that extra weight, you know, a, a similar style to one Saul Canelo Alvarez, a guy who, who makes weight and then puts on some extra pounds the night of the fight. And Broner does the same thing. That's why he, he he is a bully boxer when it comes to little guys. And, you know, Mikey Garcia, man, if he does come out and proves a lot of people that, damn, this guy's power carries up, um, I'll be stunned because I don't think he's given no more power than, than Marcos Maidana gave an Adrian Broner. Or, or I don't think he's going to be nowhere near pushing Broner off his back foot like Sean Porter. It's going to be interesting to see because I know Broner might try those bully tactics. But yeah. he's got to watch out for the left hook. Mike Garcia does have that left hook that could open him up. But 
That's about it, man. You know, Broner is a uh, he's known to be a slow starter. So I believe the first two rounds he might be checking him out and it might be a uh, uh, it might be a 1-1 or a 2-0 for Garcia just because of, you know, we already know how the fan re- fan reaction is going to be. Um well, actually, let me take that back. We're talking about the Barclays Center. Barclays Center, the new hotbed for boxing. This is not Texas. This is not Vegas. Barclays knows what's up. So it's going to be interesting to see how the crowd reaction will be because last time Adrian Bruno was in a Barclays Center, they put on a pretty damn good show against Polly Malinacci. So we'll see how this one goes, man. I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, if I had to put a prediction on it, man, fuck it. I'm going Adrian Broner. I'm going 12 round decision, Adrian Broner, and as people, and and this is what what else I what I what else I predict. The boxing fans are always the most miserable fans in boxing or in all sports, and they will be complaining when they hear the scorecards talking about Adrian Broner got a gift because Simon. they're trying to bring him back. Simon, trying to Simon. bring him back. <laughs> I predict Simon, Adrian Simon. Broner decision over Mikey Garcia, and it will be it will be disputed a little bit. However, Adrian Broner will come out on top and he'll be moving forward in the 140-pound ranks because Mikey Garcia does not lose, even though he loses, in my opinion. That's how I see it. Well, have you got your prediction yet, or are you still on the fence of, do I do I back up the brother, or do I go for my man Taco Bell on the side? What you got, man? Hey, man. I'm thinking, man. Janelle is telling me I can see it happening. I can see Broner just beating him up, going to the body, clowning him at the end. I think I'm going to go Broner, man. I think I'm picking Broner by, by, by maybe TKO. Broner is late TKO is what what I'm calling. Oh, will stay? He He's a man of his word. He stayed to the true side of it. That's what I'm talking about, man. I mean – I was a little worried when I heard you start off the show saying it was against your boy, Mikey Garcia. I was like, oh. Mikey what Garcia happened to this my boy. He's just going to be a little too small. Mikey Garcia still is my boy. I'm not taking that away from him, but I think he's just going to be a little too okay. small. But, you know, if he does it, this is a, it's not an upset. This is a 51, 49% I'm giving Broner, maybe 52%, you know. But it's going to be a good one. But if Broner can – Broner can and can uh, withstand some haymakers, and he can throw some punches, and he doesn't get frustrated, and he throws those beautiful combinations that we all know he has. You know, he can win, and I, I think hopefully that's what he does. We're going with Broner, late round TKO battery. That would be the biggest thing for Adrian Broner's career right there by stoppage. They're talking about he's coming into this fight at, I think, about a 68 or 65% knockout rate. And, you know, we all know Mikey Garcia is coming off that, I mean, that that just sleeper knockout. Uh, I mean, you know, sending the man out in a stretcher. So everybody rides the high wave in boxing. Everybody rides the high wave. But you know what, man? Um, uh, we got Willow predicting the uh, TKO stoppage. Janelle, you also are predicting the TKO stoppage, correct? Yes, I do. In the later rounds. All right, there it is. And you know what? Um, we can't even sleep on this This whole uh, – I mean, it's it's a great action fight, man, for sure. And it's going to have some damn good action on the undercard. Uh, one of the fights that got added onto the card that won't be televised will be Rasheem Warren against uh, McJoe Arroyo. But you're talking about a, a card that's going to have some, some damn good faces on here, man. You got one of my man, Jermaine Charlo – or Jamal Charlo, I'm sorry – 
He'll be making his middleweight debut against George Sebastian Highland uh, in a 12-round, 160-pound eliminator. I mean, the Charlo brothers, man, we're talking about Lions only. If there's a if there's the guys that I, I really am looking forward to seeing, it's the Charlo brothers. These guys, I thought that since they were doing the whole uh, keeping up with the Kardashians deal, I thought that was going to be a distraction to what they've been doing in their career. But, man, the Charlos are looking like some, some prime rib right now. Them dudes is out here doing some work, man. I, I tell you this right now. Whether it's big Charlo or mid Charlo, I want to see Charlo get. I want to see Jamal get a chance at the winner of Triple G versus Canelo because I think these guys are giving some work, man. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Charlos coming up, and you know, um, it looks like it's going to be depending on how it goes for Jamal against uh, Mr. Highland. Um, these guys are, you know, they're coming up for the contenders, man. I mean, uh, it's going to be – the winner of this fight will be a mandatory challenger to the 160-pound WBC title holder, Gennady Golovkin. Um, we'll see how that goes with the Canelo fight. But you got the Charlos coming on uh, – you got Jamal Charlo coming on the undercard, and also you got Gerald Washington against Jarrell Big Baby Miller. And we all know about the the charismatic – persona that Big Baby Miller's been having in the heavyweight division, talking about hug fest with uh, Vladimir Klitschko and Tyson Fury, talking about fragileness of Deontay Wilder sneezing and hurting his hand, and talking about the English muffin eating Calvin Klein wearing sucker of Anthony Joshua. I like Jarrell Big Baby Miller, and I like the Charlos. How are you guys looking at these undercards, though? Willa? Man, um, should be uh, some good easy work for Charlo to showcase his skills for his uh, fight against uh, Canelo. Um, I like the Charlo brothers. Uh, I think Maul, who's fighting, is the big brother. He's dropping haymakers, even though Mel has uh, mysteriously turned into a power puncher uh, after a tra- uh, change in camp. But, uh, oh, mysteriously. You know, these are H- <laughs> yeah, these are H-Town guys. I ride with them. Um, this should be some easy work for them to get that uh, – to get that chance to fight Canelo, man, for some big money. So, uh, oh, so you're already pre- you're already predicting yeah. Canelo's gonna win the Triple G fight, huh? Hey, I mean, hey, it is what it is, you know. So, but <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't made that, but I have said what I said, you know. So, and, and Big Baby Davis, I know this is your guy. I think I watched him one time. He really didn't really give me big didn't baby open Miller. my eyes to anything. Miller, oh yeah, Davis is the uh, the other crybaby. They remind me of the same guy. A lot of talk, <laughs> not too much bite so far. But maybe he pro- you know, maybe he proves me wrong. I'll watch him again. But last time, you know, he he didn't leave a, a great taste in my mouth with what I saw. And Janelle, what do you think about these undercards coming up, my man? I obviously Will is not too much of a fan of the the antics outside the ring of Jarrell, Big Baby Miller, but it's hard to add some of that charismatic volume in boxing. I don't know these guys like that. Honestly, I don't got no prediction on, the, on those fights. I mean, I don't know much about those guys, you know. I, mean, I didn't even hear too much about the undercards itself, period, you know. But the guys you mentioned, I, mean, I didn't really watch many of their fights that's their effect or what their strengths and weaknesses are. Oh, I see. I see, no okay. doubt, man. I, I just really hope for the – I mean – you know, when when uh, Golovkin was making so much oh, yeah. easy work of guys, you know. I'm gonna go oh, go ahead, yeah. I like I like Canelo to stop Triple G also with body shots. Ooh. I see his lateral movement. Ooh. I see I see his lateral movement. He's going to get inside. He's going to bang his body early. I really, 
And also, I think Jacobs took a lot out of uh, out of Triple G. I think that fight took some out of Triple G. And at his age, I just think it's Agreed. Him. And I think Canelo is fighting him at the right time. Now, now this fight happened like two, three years ago the way it's supposed to be. Oh, Triple G would have smoked him. He would he would have seriously hurt Canelo. Seriously. Oh but yeah. I just, I think I think Triple G has lost something. He lost a step. He lost a step. He's been taking some wear and tear. And and uh, Jacobs actually really punished him. He really he really hurt him at times in that fight. And I was and I was second row. So trust me, I seen the look on the Triple G face after some shots landed. I mean, I, I think Canelo Adelahoy is taking the fight at the right time. At the right time. And uh, uh, Canelo, this fight is gonna make him a super. Not just a star, but a superstar after he knocks out Triple G, which is going to happen. One, one question uh, for you, Janelle, that we've uh, we spoke upon, and it's a fight that's coming up after this one, was how do you feel about the uh, old Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather deal? It was pretty funny this morning. I seen uh, Conor McGregor was wearing a C.J. Watson jersey trolling Floyd Mayweather for the man who slept with the women of his children where Floyd had his uh, old deal. What you got, man? How you feeling about that fight? I'm not. I'm not a mute. I mean, I mean, I have to say going to this fight that this fight was going to be one side of the floor, which is going to happen. But I was looking forward to the uh, lead up to the fight. I thought it was going to be the greatest ever. I mean, I, I, both guys look extremely childish. Both guys are making a fool of themselves. It's like they're trying to. Uh, because I see Floyd do a better job at, at promoting matches as far as like, like the Ricky Hatton and the Shane Mosley and the Gaddy, which is very uh, uh, spontaneous. Uh, uh, same thing with Conor McGregor. Uh, I'm motivating his fight, and, and, and he's like a very good job. But, like, this fight seems like it's scripted. It just seems so scripted. It seems like these guys sat down. Okay, I'm talking about me because if you watch how with the bag, for instance, Floyd never broke a bag on stage before. He put it on there, and the car mentioned, but what you got a bag for your schoolboy? And then he opened the bag and then went in there. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Man, man, come on, that's stage. You can't come in and stop WWF shit. That shit was stage. Same thing with the money in his pocket. He had to check in his pocket. He had to check in his pocket. Economists about taxes and Floyd pulled out his checks, whatever. Come on, that shit was staged, man. Floyd never had a check in his pocket before at a damn at a damn press conference. He never he never brought a school bag. Man, come on, that shit was all staged and choreographed. And WWF shit. I'm not I'm not amused by it. I'm really not. And I was looking forward to it too. And I was looking forward to it. I thought it was really going to be good, but I seen both guys do a better job at promoting matches. I seen both guys do a way better job, and this shit just seemed like it's just staged and scripted. It's like, it's there like it WWE. It's, there it it's is, the hardcore good, boxing fans. The hardcore boxing fans I know out there are, are echoing your sentiments right now, Janelle, because I've talked to a lot of guys who just haven't even seen a minute of some of these press conferences, so you're, you're really right on point with the hardcore boxing fans. But, yo, uh, my man D. Willa, I think we got somebody on the line that we, we know from around, from around the way of the OTGJs, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We got that boy D. Let's see what's uh, going on. Outside let's see what's going on. What's going on, fellas? Sure. D from the A43. What's going down, my man? Ain't nothing. Uh, getting ready to uh, getting ready to head in. And it is job. Go ahead and uh, make some money. But uh, what, what we Broner what we Garcia. talking about? Broner Garcia. That's the show for this week. We're talking about the preview for the uh-huh. the, the summer. Time showdown of boxing. How you feeling about that fight? You got AB, who's been 
been putting on been putting on weight when it comes to 140 and giving these little dudes work. And you got Garcia who's been holding down for all the midgets around the world. How you feeling about that fight? I think uh, this is somewhat of a crossroads fight for Broner, I believe. If he can't beat Garcia, that ain't gonna be a good look right there. Uh, and uh, we we know all about Garcia, man. That's one of my dudes right there. I like Garcia, so. I see him beating. Uh, I see him beating Broner. Probably stopping him at some point. Oh man, I think Reason a lot I of the boxers. Go ahead, go ahead. I was uh, how serious is Broner, man? He's looking good. You know, it looked like he's in shape. And where where's head at? We don't know. We don't know yeah. what we get when it comes to Broner. You know, so and the way Gar- Garcia coming up. Coming up, man. Uh, I gotta go with him. There's a big yeah, question Broner mark is looking over uh, Broner's head. Mm. He's looking shot, but yeah, I think he's feeling the the disrespect of this five to one odds. I mean, what do you think about that, D? I mean, Conor McGregor has a better chance at beating Floyd Mayweather than Adrian Broner's got at beating Mikey Garcia. The disrespect. Now that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous, right there. Who said that? Las Vegas odds, my man. Huh? The Las Vegas odds, my man. Okay. Yeah, that's retarded right there. So. The disrespect uh, right there. I, I, that's insane. I think he said he, he said himself that that's been keeping him up at night. So, I mean, you know, uh, you get that, like I said <laughs> earlier, when you got a man who's back against the wall with everything to lose against a little guy, is a dangerous man. And I think Broner's uh, it's got to be a, 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 a you know, a kill-or-be-killed fight. And he he looks war-ready. My man A.B. is looking chopped. So it's all about cutting these last you know, three and a half pounds and getting ready on Saturday. And the whole thing is uh, we don't know what, we don't know what uh, really know what to expect from Garcia neither. He never been at this weight, I don't believe. You know? This is true. And, uh, this is true. You know, Broner, Broner can bang it just – I don't know if he could be able to really affect affect uh, Garcia like that. Oh, I don't. It's a tough one to me, man. I, I gotta go. I think. I think. I think Broner's uh, gonna crack at some point, though. And uh, the movement of Garcia, and he can bang too, is gonna mess with him. You know. So. Hey, I can't wait, man. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good fight, man. It's gonna be a really good fight. I'm, I'm hyped up for this fight. I've been, I've been trying to keep it uh, low because you know when a fight like this comes up, you kind of just, you don't want to talk about it until it's fight week. And then once the six days start counting, like today, you know it, it's time to go. That's why I was like, we gotta get this show dropped today. We gotta let people know what's going down because a lot of people are gonna, you know, a lot of people like to uh, ride on the high wave. A lot of people like to ride on the the free bus cart. And it seems like a lot of boxing fans are big Mikey Garcia fans, regardless of just because of how he puts in his work. Kid from Boxnar, you know, um, being one of those hardworking uh, guys who lets his, his, his fists do the talking. And Adrian Broner is the exact opposite of that. This is a night and day fight between two different guys when his styles clash. But it's like when they are when these styles go together, it makes for a good fight. I think that's why the fans know that even though there's no title. Uh, title on the line for this fight, um, you know it's a uh, Mikey coming up, Broner going down. 
meet in the middle type fight. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, um, like I said, I got a prediction for I predicted that Adrian Bona wins on decision, probably a 7-5. Uh, Willis says that he's got him by a possible TKO stoppage, also with Janelle. You see this one going to the cards, or you see it getting stopped at the end of the day, D? Oh, uh, you know, this can be a war now, you know, and based based off the histories, uh, Garcia ain't been in too many wars like that, you know, and uh, I think I think I think it's gonna affect him a lot worse than it's gonna affect Garcia. But hey, I said a long time ago, one forty-seven wasn't the weight for for Brown. And you'd go to 140, and he'll probably be able to do something down there. But I don't know about Garcia, though, man. Not against Garcia, though. You know? He beats a lot of guys down there. I just don't see him beat Garcia. Uh, I see him. Uh, I see him maybe. He might throw the towel on because uh, Garcia's going to be tagging him, man. I think uh, Brown might be swinging, swinging, swinging at the wind a lot of the time. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, it, it's definitely a possibility. Mikey Garcia has been a guy who's been making cats look a little foolish out there. But when you talk about Adrian Broner, talk about a guy who's battle-tested, and we'll see if that actually goes down, my man. I mean, um, what about the undercards? How are you feeling about the, the – you got one of the Charlos fighting, and then you got Jarrell Big Baby Miller. I know you like heavyweight fighting, see. You're one of the heavyweight fans and who has made some great appearances on Nino's old show at OTG. What are you thinking about Jarrell Big Baby Miller, the charismatic big boy? Oh, you telling me something new? Uh, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know Miller was gonna be on it. Be on this on the card. So. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Hey, we had to shut his mic off. <laughs> oh man, you got the you got the you got the plug pulled from you, D. You know, um, sometimes justice <laughs> needs to be served. <laughs> by the new sheriff in town. Cold blood right. right there. Hey, uh, we 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 in portrait, I guess, that night. All right, all right. Well, you know, man, we're coming up to the last five minutes of this show. Um, we want to cut it off by the hour today. We all got things to do. We wanted to give the boxing public what they wanted to hear. We don't have to talk about what's going on next week. We're going to talk about what's going on this week coming up. I mean, we have so much action coming up this week. It's going to be one of those type of weekends where it might have put some put some uh, steak on the grill, all that fly shit, because Adrian Broner, Mikey Garcia is definitely a fight that if you hate if you hate to see people get punched in the face, don't watch this fight. Because if you don't want to see dudes who possibly get slept, don't watch this fight. If you want to see dudes grappling some dog shit in a fucking octagon, go ahead and do that. This fight is for the boxing man, and it's a gentleman's sport where it will probably get disrespectful come this Saturday. And, I mean, I'm excited for it. My man D. Willow Wilson, Janelle, D. from the 843, I want to ask you guys if you got any final comments, starting with my tag team partner, Willa, to end the caveat to this show. Hi, got any final thoughts on this one, Willa? Um, no, you're right. Exactly, you're 100 percent right. This is a. I think this is going to be a great fight. I think this is something that the boxing fans should watch. That you want to see, even if you, you know, you're a MMA fan and you want to see uh, uh, a cokehead um, fight a guy that really 
has no skills or anything um, that, you know, that will be cool. You should at least record this because this is going to be a treat. Um, I think I agree with D. I think uh, I think we all agree this is a crossroads fight for uh, for Broner, um, but I think he will show and prove. And uh, I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to these fights, man. So you know, uh, yeah, get these guys. My out man here. Janelle, Mike. Okay, okay, all right, we can do that. Yo, um. Like we said before, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Outsiders of Boxing podcast. If anyone thought we were faking the funk before, we are proving everybody wrong with continuously bringing this one every week like we told everybody we were going to do from a long time ago when they tried to pass the reins from an old busted-up ship that had a bunch of sinking holes in it, leaks everywhere, bathrooms not working, lights not coming on over at OTG. That ship is sank, and now we got a new ship coming on with the Outsiders of Boxing podcast, and it's going to be going down for... For many years, we had none of the dictatorship. We are free out here. We say whatever we want to say. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to differentiate opinions just to be able to get airtime on the mic. And you know, we're glad to be bringing this to everybody coming from the OTG fam and possibly fans from the new side. Hopefully, we get some. We have been doing some. Uh, we have been doing some negotiation with the heavyweight team over there that puts out shows on Dropbox or whatever the fuck that is. So. We are definitely building an empire here, and we are bringing some of the best in the boxing talk. My man Janelle, my man D from the 843, my tag team partner Willa. We are bringing all these guys on, and I can guarantee you next week we will have a special guest coming from the Pacific Northwest who expects to hear an apology from all four of us, or three of us, because D is not going on the side of Adrian Broner. So that's something that is going to be definitely must listen to. If anybody knows about the man I'm talking about, Seattle Flying. You got to hear what he's got to say because this man is, he's out there as far as the, the conspiracy theories of boxing. So it's going to be interesting to see what this man has to say next week. Apparently he's been listening to this show the entire time and he was sending me messages throughout saying that, well, he's pretty happy that Janelle and Willa are fans of him for whatever. I don't know where he comes up with that stuff, but we'll be talking to him next week. Um, we will be bringing, we'll be breaking down the action and everything that we predicted. We'll have place of crow serve for either myself, Willa, and 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 Janelle, or we'll be having a, a Viking size Thanksgiving, just just an entire entree served for Seattle Slime with all the stuff that this man's been saying. Um, and we will be welcoming everybody back coming up. And I tell you what, man, it feels good to be out here doing what we're doing. This is the boxing world, Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. My girls talk about Team McGregor, but fuck Team McGregor. Mayweather's going to whoop that ass, and everybody knows what's going down. So check it out, everybody. We'll be back next week. I am RC speaking for Willis D from the 843 and the ambassador of the cell block, Central California correspondent saying, Outsiders of Boxing, we out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.